Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, Happy New Year. Hope you had a lovely Christmas and thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, January the 3rd and our top story today focuses on a man who spent the past four years living on the streets in Maidstone and has described how he's been attacked and says the town is too unsafe and rough. Aaron became homeless following a relationship breakup which saw him turn to drugs. The 32-year-old has been supported by Maidstone Homeless care and is now in temporary accommodation where well, he's been speaking to our reporter Cara Simmons. So I've been like, on and off the streets for the past sort of four years or so. So I've been using like this, the day centre mainly for like, the past on and off for the past four years but it was like a relationship breakup originally by um, I ended up homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I took quite bad. I ended up on heavy drugs, uh, class A's. Uh, the day set to help me uh, with everything, if you know what I mean, um, with my mental health, just everything, if you know, being there, being there supportive and just helping me out with everything. Did you choose to come to the day centre yourself or...? Yes, because I've heard like, they're really nice and friendly and stuff from numerous people, if you know what I mean, because I know quite a lot of the homeless community, so I've always been in and out of Mason all my life, so I've known people to use that day centre ever since it was open. So I know it's nice somewhere for anywhere, but like now I call it my little safe haven sort of thing because it's just somewhere I know I can come and the atmosphere is really nice mm-hmm. and they will try and help you to the best of their abilities mm-hmm. and beyond, which is really cool. And and did it, uh, you know, when you decided to come, did it take a lot of guts to come or did you... Feel... It, yes, it did to begin with because it's hard for a lot of people, if you know what I mean, because willing to open up to ask for help. Yeah, just if to it, say you need help. Yeah, just really to say hard, you do, you need yeah. help. Yes, it does. It, it's really hard. But then like, once you come here for the first time, it's really friendly. And so you just know you can come back and stuff. And like, they, like I said, they go beyond and beyond to help in all different aspects. And it's really nice. It's really nice. Where would you sleep in, in the town? Would you just go from place to place? Uh, I, it depends, it's really. Um, yes, I would go from place to place. Sometimes I'll, I'll make little camps up and stuff and sleep on benches. But now, with everything that's happened in the, the past year or so, it's just too unsafe to stay on the streets now. It's not the first time we've been homeless. I've been homeless, again, um, before, when I was 18. That's when I very first started using the day centre. And yes, you do have to sleep with one eye open because I've been I've been beaten and I've been sleeping on the streets and like and then you get kids and stuff and throw stuff or try to give you a kick in and stuff. You do have to sleep with one eye open. Really? Yeah, but it's kind of kind of I'm happy I have because it's made me a lot more street wiser, and I kind of want to turn that into a good thing if you know what I mean to so try and help people because, like you say, especially the last few years, it's got really rough. Yeah. Like you hear stabbings left, right, and centre now. And like I say, it's, you do. It's like you do have to keep an eye on your shoulder. Mm. And I've had to kind of, kind of change the person who I was, if you know what I mean. Because now people don't just have a fight with their fists. It's all now. It's all knife crimes, knife stabbings, and stuff like that. So this is what I want out of Maystone, and it's not I'm not the only one now. Mm. Maystone was a lovely place. Give it ten years ago, brilliant. So good. And then this is over the time. It's just changed and changed and changed. The team here, obviously, are absolutely amazing. Oh, honestly, <laughs> they are. Um, I couldn't sing any more praises. They are. It's so. I class them as my, my second family. Mm. If you know what I mean, like Trace, I class as my. And here she's like my second mum. Oh, 
Oh. What did it mean, you know, them being so warm coming in and giving you, you know, like a shower, a hot meal, you know, all those sort of essentials, like, it must have felt, it must have been quite emotional. It does, it is emotional, it is emotional, especially because you see how much hard work they put into it. If you know what I mean, then like I say, they go back be up and beyond. So it, they, it does get emotional because you see, they do. It, it does stress them out sometimes. It's like, especially like me yesterday, I had a problem with my mind not helping and stuff, and they were stressing themselves out and stuff. And it's, it feels like if it makes you feel really emotional because it's like you don't have to do that. Really interesting chat with Aaron there. Well, last summer, a dedicated crime squad was set up to tackle crime in the town centre. You can read Cara's story in full by heading to kentonline.co.uk, where you can also leave a comment. Kent Online News. Other top stories today, and a woman who was found dead in a lake at Blue Water is thought to be a missing mum. 53-year-old Tewo Balogan disappeared from Crayford nearly a month ago. A body was discovered in Greenhithe last Friday police say the death is not being treated as suspicious. It's been a huge emergency response after skeletal remains were found in the River Medway. Police and firefighters were called to the Riverside Country Park in Gillingham yesterday. If you head to Kent Online, you can see pictures of the emergency crews gathered at Bloor's Wharf. The bones were later confirmed to be from a marine animal. There's a warning of severe disruption on the railways in Kent to kick off the new year. Strike action by the RMT and Aslef Unions is taking place between now and Saturday. There won't be any trains at all running on Thursday and only the Dartford, Seven Oaks and High Speed Line via Ashford will be running on the other days. Don't forget, you can follow the very latest travel news via the travel blog at Kent Online. You can also hear the very latest by tuning in to our sister radio station, KMFM. This is one of our most read stories today. A supermarket insists it's not leaving a shopping centre near Maidstone after an advert appeared offering a number of units for rent. Waitrose has a store in the Mid-Kent shopping centre in the Allington part of town and bosses have confirmed they have no plans to close. It's not clear which sites are affected though. Next today, we can hear from a Kent pensioner who claims a do not resuscitate order was signed by doctors at the QEQM hospital in Margate without his permission. Pat Burke had a seizure while visiting the hospital for a routine appointment. He was taken to a ward to be monitored and his wife found the note the following day. Now, it's actually called a DNR and it's a medical order that instructs healthcare providers not to do CPR if a patient's breathing stops or if their heart stops beating. But Pat says it's not right. If there's any chance of being staying alive, then I think you should do it. Because I don't think it's fair on, the, on your family or anybody else. And I just couldn't understand how this had come about. If there's any possibility of life coming back to you, I think the decision must be with, well, the law says it should be with your family. I'm very, well, I won't go back that hospital. What worries me is that I have been to that hospital many, many, many times. He's a brilliant doctor. Absolutely brilliant. He's stitched stitched me up, he's straightened bones and goodness knows what, what else after rugby and uh, f- football. He's the sort of bloke that you'd you trust for anything, but you'd never expect something like this from him. Since the new development of, of A&E and of course the chaos that there's been with Covid, it's a bit chaotic and I'm not sure it's safe.
I don't mind going there. And the worry is, is it my age? I'm, 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 I'm not one of these people who agrees with wars. I don't agree with wars. I don't agree with killing. And I think life is given to you and you, you, you stick with it as long as you can. And I don't care what religion you are. Religion doesn't matter. You're alive and you stay alive as long as you can. And that's being given to you. It's given to you by somebody or something. I might be not well. I can't run anymore. I can't box anymore. There's no reason why I should be dead. Fair enough. Um, I've, I've got a little chest at the moment, but I'm still alive. There's a, a doctor came here yesterday and he came in here and he'd got a list of all the complaints I'd got. He didn't try get rid of me. Guidance on the NHS website says a DNR is a medical treatment decision that can be made by a doctor even if the patient does not agree. This is because a doctor may think that CPR will not help a patient live longer or that it could prolong or cause suffering. Well Sarah Shingler is Chief Nursing and Midwifery Officer for the East Kent Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust which runs the QEQM and she has said we are very sorry for the concern caused to Mr Burke and his family and we will contact him to discuss his care. Kent Online reports. Plans to demolish a former nursery and build dozens of student flats in Canterbury have been given the go-ahead. The three-storey building will replace the current shared house on Old Dover Road. Developers say it'll provide much-needed accommodation for people coming to the city to go to uni. A Kent post office has closed because of abusive behaviour towards staff. Bosses at the store in Charing near Ashford say the past few months have also been tough because of postal strikes and rising energy prices. Comedian Vic Reeves lives nearby and has supported previous campaigns to keep the facility open. Major work is going to be carried out on the railway line between Faversham and Dover Priory to try and prevent landslips. Network Rail says it'll be done during February half-term at six points along the track. It's costing £3 million and will involve removing thousands of tonnes of earth to reduce the steepness of slopes. Prep work means buses will replace trains this weekend coming. Now hopefully you saw this on the website over the weekend. More than 30 people from Kent have been recognised in the King's first New Year honours list. Among them was Paula Hudgel, who campaigned for tougher sentences for child abusers. Her adopted son Tony needed both of his legs amputated after being abused by his birth parents. And a new law has come into force in his name. And Ish has been chatting with April Jane Homer from Snodland, who's been awarded a British Empire Medal. The 31-year-old set up a food bank after the pandemic pandemic broke out in 2020. I wasn't expecting it so someone out there has nominated me for it so there's a little birdie that I don't know who's nominated me for it so um, I'm trying to figure out who it is. What would be your message to them? Thank you. It's quite overwhelming actually so obviously they think really highly of me and are proud of what I'm doing so I'm really grateful for them. And no doubt fully deserved April. You've done a lot of work for the community for a number of years, working at a mm. grassroots level, volunteering to support the local community. I understand during COVID you, you helped set up a, a designated central food bank, working with the Sodland Town Council. And you also yeah. gathered a list of the most vulnerable residents to, to send them food parcels. Why did you yes. decide to do all of that? Well, I was volunteering before um, the COVID pandemic actually hit. Um, I started volunteering at the end of 2019 with um, a charity called Community Helpers. Um, so it's a bunch of volunteers all over Medway and Kent who uh, collect 
non-perishable goods from supermarkets, etc. And um, we distribute them to vulnerable, homeless, just communities. So it actually stemmed from there. So I just kept obviously helping more in my local area. You must have reached out to a lot of people during COVID and obviously your work is still ongoing. I mean, clearly showing that it's still important what you're doing. And and how, how does that feel knowing you've, you've helped a lot of people? It, it's rewarding seeing, I, I know I've helped somebody and there's not a lot to, I just do it because I do it and I love it. So yeah, <laughs> that's where, it. <laughs> where, where, where does that, where does that passion come from? That, that drive to, to, and that desire to just want to help people? I'd, I'd probably say it was my dad, who's not longer with us anymore. He he liked volunteering with the local scouts. So And he, he was a giving man. He had, he had all the time in the world to give anybody. So that gave me a bit of a drive to, but not following his footsteps, but be as passionate as like giving his time up. Like So, yeah, that, I think that's come from there. And now, obviously, being honoured in this way, I mean, how much does that mean to you? You know, all of the work that you've done over the years and now being recognised in this way, it must feel rather special for you. Yes, it does feel very special. I, I received a, an award this this year, actually, from Snodland Town Council. It's called the Pride of Snodland Award. So I thought that was me done with an award. But obviously, this this surprise has come along at the end of the new year and it's it's finished 2022 quite lovely. Many congratulations from all of us to those who are recognised. Kent Online reports. It's thought a former cinema in Canterbury could be turned into shops and housing after it failed to reopen after the pandemic. The two-screen Odeon on the corner of St George's Place in the city closed at the start of the pandemic in March 2020. Signs advertising the building for let have now appeared, but it's also part of the council's local plan which would see it converted into shops and apartments. An 18-mile diversion route has been set up for anyone wanting to get between Canterbury and Herne Bay after a main road was closed. The A291 at Calcott Hill has been shut for repairs. Now, the alternative is via the Thanet Way and A28, although some bus routes will still be able to run through the roadworks. Don't forget, again, you can hear travel updates on our sister radio station, KMFM. Now, there are concerns. Ripping up the cobbles on Ashford's Lower High Street could lead to a drop in footfall and business. A 600 thousand pound program which is due to start at some point in the new year will see the uneven pavements replaced with black tarmac. Jeff Matthews runs the Soundcraft Hi-Fi store and says the area is key to their passing trade. We've been in Ashford trading for some 40 odd years, in fact 50 uh, very soon and this area is fundamentally important to our passing trade and at this time of year particularly uh, the environment needs to be conducive to people walking up and down, bringing their uh, families, wheelchairs and uh, buggies. Uh, And what we don't want is this area to be simply tarmacked over and then become uh, full of skateboarders and electric scooters. When the whole area is, this is a real nice feature and it needs preserving and not just tarmacking over. And it's quite important from the whole of Ashford Town Centre's regeneration project moving forward that tarmac is also not a green solution when you have something that's totally uh, that really was not finished quite properly in the first place it could be using uh, an acrylic cement and a little bit of milling it could be restored to its former glory and then high at the lower high street 
uh, will become part of the Upper High Street again and the whole of Ashford uh, will start to regenerate rather than deteriorate. We feel at the moment that the present KCC um, um, it, it, uh, re, re, K, present KCC management is more geared towards uh, a quick fix uh, than it is uh, towards uh, preserving something that is a feature within the town centre. Now this is all part of joint efforts by Kent County Council and Ashford Borough Council with bosses saying it'll improve the look and feel of the town centre and enhance safety for pedestrians. But local councillor Charles Suddards isn't convinced. There is issues to do with the cobbles that need addressing but, but there are other, other than covering it in black tarmac and creating a road, a sort of road to nowhere that, that there there are better things that could be done that the aesthetics of it are very important to gain footfall in the lower high street which is very much an area which has been neglected and I would say badly handled by the, by, by the local borough council over time and that uh, this is just going to be another reason to another disincentive for people to visit the lower high street which is a great shame because it's it's a beautiful potentially a beautiful historical uh, aspect of the town which is at the moment underused and underappreciated sorry do you think needs to be done instead of the tarmac? I would say that the, the that they should have gone with the the epoxy resin solution, which is which which bonds the tiles together and provides us would provide a, a good surface. In fact, if they probably if the county if the county council had, had overseen the contract properly and laid the tiles uh, re, and do it, tackled the the major relaying of the of the cobbles which they did in the Olympics in two for the Olympics in two thousand. 12, if that had been done properly and effectively, you may not even need to be looking at doing anything at the moment. But I don't think, um, I think what they're proposing is the worst of all possible worlds. Kent Online News. Plans for a water sports centre and more than 100 beach huts along a stretch of the coast in Kent have taken a step forward. Bosses want to make the coastline at Great Stone on Romney Marsh more of a tourist attraction. An application's now been submitted. The sports facility would operate between March and October. Travelling by bus in Kent has got a lot cheaper. Arriva, National Express and Stagecoach are among the operators offering a £2 ticket between now and the end of March as part of government plans to help with the cost of living. It's hoped that making public transport more affordable Affordable will also take a number of cars off the roads and ease congestion. And finally, a Medway man who always joked about winning the lottery has done just that. 66-year-old Lem Parsons won half a million pounds from a lucky dip ticket. The granddad from Rochester has decided to immediately retire and spend some of the money visiting family in Australia. He's been chatting with wife Hazel. The day we found out about the win, I was looking at watching a film and I thought, ah, oh, I haven't checked my lottery tickets yet. And I scanned it and I couldn't believe what I saw. I reset my phone and went into the app and it's still looking at it, I couldn't believe it. And all of a sudden I thought, I've got the numbers. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> and then you came upstairs yeah. and no. woke me up. And we checked again. Yeah. Yeah. And then we realised that it yep, is real. You're a winner, yeah. 500,000. Yeah. Yes wasn't quite sure how to react at first um obviously really really happy um but couldn't believe it could no, we no 
telling family that we'd won half a million pounds was pretty exciting. We had a family party and we announced it at the family party saying you're now in the company of half millionaires. Some were disbelief though, weren't they? Oh, yeah, 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 did you? Definitely. Yes. They didn't believe it at first, <laughs> thought we were talking about something else, but yeah, <sighs> then they realised that yes, we had. We have a son that lives in Australia. We haven't seen him for three years now. Uh, so that's one of our plans, one of our definite plans to go over there, business class. class. So that will hopefully be this year, but we've got a lot going on this year, obviously. Yeah. 2022 is finished with a huge bang. So 2023 looks amazing at the moment. Kent Online Sports. Football and I'm afraid it was a disappointing start to the new year for Gillingham as they lost 1-0 to Stevenage. The club's new owner, Brad Gallinson, flew in from America to watch yesterday's game. The Jills have now gone at 12 League 2 matches without a win. In fact, they've only won two games in the league so far this season. Our sports reporter, Luke Cordell, spoke to Jills boss, Neil Harris, after the match. Clearly something's wrong, so it's either changed me, changed the players. Uh, I need to change the mentality of the group. We're into January, transfer windows open, we need players in the building ASAP. We've won two out of 23 games, it, it, it isn't good enough. I have to accept responsibility as the manager, that's my team. I put it out there that the players are the players, but I, I put the team out and, and we haven't been good enough, so what comes my way I understand. You know, it's clear to see that, that we've papered over the cracks. Sometimes in games we haven't scored enough goals and we have conceded some poor goals, but our goals against record is, is a lot better than a lot of teams in the, in the division. So it's not like we're conceding bundles of goals, but again, it's one. And, and I said to the boys, you know, it's hard when you're at the bank and you're not scoring up front because if you concede one, you always live on that knife edge. If you concede one, we might not score. But the rest of the mentality, and I said, we had it last year when I took over. We had it with a group of players that we weren't going to get beat. We was going to keep a clean sheet. And if we couldn't win a game, it was going to be nil-nil. And we had it as spells at the start of the season. I don't know where that's gone the last 10 games. Um, so, you know, that's just what I look at the players and just said, look, if we're not going to be good enough in the final third to be creative, we have to have a mindset as a team. We can't concede, don't get beat. But we do get beat. It must be so frustrating for you to see a great chance miss one end and a, a set piece not defended very well the other. Yeah, that's football. I understand that. That's football. Um, yeah, that's where we just get to a stage where just I feel deflated today. Probably more so after Colchester, I was angry. After Sutton, I just like, accepted it because it's just a sucker punch. Today, I'm just just, just gutted, just deflated. Um, um, that we're, we're in tomorrow and I have to try and pick, pick myself up in the group. Mm. But you say the Leicester game coming up at the weekend, it, apart from a, a nice day out, it's not too much of an interest. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect the competition, love the FA Cup with a two tough two tough opponents, non-league opponents that want to cause an upset and we've held in there and, and beat them um, over two games both and deserve the right to play Leicester at home in a sold out, sold out stadium. Fans get to come and see world-class players. Um, we're not going to win the FA Cup, Luke. Luke's secret, I'll let you in there. We're not going to win the <laughs> FA Cup, I don't think. So, uh, so, my, money, so, so my, focus, my focus has to be, my focus has to be for um, Hartlepool. Yeah, OK. And uh, I mean, that's going to be hopefully a, a new start of a new era where they talk about do you love new players in? Well hope, hopefully yeah I don't, don't want to make promises I can't keep um, you know back to the pre-season we could ask me about players coming out and I can't I'm not going to make promises I can't keep but I've made my feelings very clear to the whole football club that we have to change by the 14th of January 
we have to be to have any chance of being successful then we have to we have to be a different group. Next up for the Jills is a game against Premier League side Leicester City in the FA Cup on Saturday. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Rajikanu's got her 2023 season off to a winning start in Auckland. The British number one from Orpington beat Linda Fruva-Tuva as she got her Australian Open preparations underway. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning with the briefing. To sign up to that, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.